You are listening to the Gamaniac Podcast. To get instantly notified whenever we have a new release or to have it downloaded immediately onto your phones, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Hello everybody, my name is Brennan Wright and welcome to the Gamaniac Podcast, episode number four. We have some stuff to talk about here uh, pertaining to CSGO uh, primarily. We have some stuff actually in the Olympics as well as a little bit of LCS news. We're not really going to touch on Worlds. Um, There's not really much to touch on. There's winners. I don't really do that here. Um, Who won the tournaments? It's more of news and current events. So getting right into this, we're going to start out with the E-League 2018 Boston Major. Um, and the teams in it. Now, we really have known the teams on who they're going to be and who's in the minor and the major. Now, what we do know now, according to a tweet coming out from E-League, um, stating that all 25 teams have submitted their rosters. Now, that includes the minor and the uh, current legends. That adds up to 25 teams. Um, what we know now is that the Ex-Immortals have submitted their roster, so they are going to be in this major. So, being that all 25 teams have submitted, and that the Ex-Immortals core, so Henny, Lucas, and KNG, were legends, actually came in second place in the previous major, that they had a guaranteed spot in that major, assuming they are able to keep that core three um, or more. And were able to find an org to actually put them through this major because you really can't afford to do that on your own. Uh, majors are very expensive to join into. So the question now is going to be who is their new organization? Uh, we know that they have paid, but we just do not know who they're going to be going with at this moment. Uh, right now, the biggest theory out there, and right now at the moment, the only one that really makes sense and has any sort of hint that it could be them is Nadeshot's new organization, who those of you who don't know who Nadeshot is, he is an ex-professional um, Counter-Strike Call of Duty player uh, who played for Optic Gaming um, during his career, and he now owns a brand new esports organization called 100 Thieves. Now, on October 16th, they put out a tweet um, that said, Loading please stand by, and haven't tweeted or indicated anything else about what that tweet may mean or what is really going on there. So that is the question of what that could be, and a lot of people are speculating that that is the Ex-Immortals announcement, being that it's coming at such a time frame where we have the major coming up, where the deadline was due. I believe the deadline for the PGL rosters was around that time. So that tweet goes out. And then E-League confirms that all teams are paid in their tweet. And then everything really starts to come together. Now, of course, this isn't confirmed, but it's definitely the most likely and only option that we are seeing at the moment. Of course, we could see some team who has been keeping it a really good secret um, in the dark as it's going to come out. Um, but what we do know right now is really 100 Thieves is their only option unless they're going in self-paid, which I really don't see them being able to do that um, themselves. Looking at the team, the Ex-Immortals team, potentially 100 Thieves roster, uh, the rosters are going to contain FNX, who is a two-time major champion under SK Gaming. Um, It was uh, Luminasi at one point. KNG, who was one of the core three of Immortals, 
Henny, who again, core three, and Lucas One, who is also the core of three. Now, the one that I don't believe is 100% confirmed yet, but it pretty much is, is going to be the fifth player on that team, who's going to be Bit, who was recently benched from Team One. Now, I'm haven't found anything that says that it's 100% confirmed on the team, but I know they've been playing together. I know that they've been uh, pugging and scrimming together, so they definitely are most likely going to be picking up bit from Team 1. Now, that is going to be definitely interesting to see how they play out because you're putting a two-time major champion with these three other players who are um, major runner-ups with... Bit, who's a player who hasn't even touched a major. So he's going to be going from never even been in the major to holding a legend status from the previous major um, just because of the way he's in the team with Henny, Lucas, and KNG. Now, I was looking at his stats earlier and just to really get an idea of how his team's going to perform. I mean, we know we have Vinax, KNG, Henny, and Lucas who have proven time after time that they can compete and they are very good players but bit we haven't really seen much from them i mean team one right now he doesn't play on the team anymore but we haven't really even seen them in a minor i believe they almost made it to a minor or they did make it to a minor at some point but nothing in the current time frame um, at the moment so it's gonna be really interesting to see how he's able to perform with these other four play players on the world stage because this is most likely going to be him coming right into a major as a legend after never even touching one. So that's going to be really interesting to see, which is actually going to lead me into my um, second topic here, which is going to be the topic of who really is number one at the moment. Who are these? Who are these top teams in the world um, right now? Listed on HLTV based off of their system, in order in the top five is going to be FaZe, SK Gaming, G2, Astralis, and North. Now, personally, I really don't agree with these numbers. For the most part, they're good, but looking specifically at North, I really don't believe they are top five. And these numbers are as of the 6th of November. It's currently November 11th. So... I don't really know. I really don't believe that that is the number one, although I go and look at everybody else who's up there, and I you know, I start to believe. It's really hard to figure it out. You were seeing a lot of teams falling off and going down, NIP being the biggest one of them all. Uh, major champions at one point are now not even qualifying for majors, and it really is pushing teams like North up there. Navi has been on a downfall. Uh, they did pick up Electronic. We'll get into that in a minute. But, you know, I want to say that North is not a top five team, but I look at these other teams, um, and I really don't know if I can place some of them above. Maybe Envy, but even then, they barely are winning. They did do very well in the European qualifier. I believe they placed first. I want to say, I want to say they placed first in the EU. Oh, no, they didn't. The space space soldiers did, um, so NVS has been doing very well, but they're not quite at the level where I can really want to put them at number five. So, as much as I want to take North out of there, 
I really don't know who I'd put up in their position, which really makes you question how many teams are really out there that can beat these top four consistently. I mean, we know we see, uh, we saw Mouse Sports beat a best of one against a straw, stuff like that, but best of ones online are almost irrelevant to the status of a professional team. We could look at all the best of ones that these teams are playing. Everybody gets upset by a lower team at some point in the season. Happens all the time. Um, when you really go and look at the big tournaments, the lands, the best of threes, even the online best of threes, those are ones that really matter because those show the true colors of a team. A best of one, you could have a good map, you could have a bad map. Either or both of those factors could go into an upset um, game and a best of one. When you have a best of three in a tournament where these teams get beat out, that is really where you see teams are that are able to beat these big teams. Uh, that really didn't really make sense there, but that wasn't English. But looking at the best of ones, again, breaking this down, you have a single map, 30 rounds in regulation. Uh, there is usually, I have never seen professional status, um, no overtime, except in EPL, you're allowed to have a draw, but that's something else. Generally, in a tournament setting where you can be eliminated, it's a bracket style. It's not a it's not a league style. It's not a Swiss style, or well, even a Swiss styles, but it's not a league style. You have best of ones that will end in a winner and a loser. Now this is generally thirty rounds or less in regulation. You're gonna have a team that just needs to pick up sixteen rounds before the other team does so themselves. This is a lot more doable than having to do that and then do it again against a team that you are not at the same level with. We see mouths and we see Flipside, we see Renegades, Misfits, all these lower tier teams are able to pick up these best of one maps against these teams like G2, SK Astralis, FaZe, but when you put them in a best of three scenario, especially on LAN, we see these teams not able to do that. So you're going to see Mouse Sports beat Astralis in a best of one, but you're very rarely ever going to see them beat out Astralis in a best of three. So that is really where you need to look. And looking at the teams currently who are not in the top five, I really don't think that they can do that and take any of these other teams out. Um, the ones who I think definitely could have the potential, but I don't think could do it consistently, which is why I wouldn't place them in the top five, it would be just looking at the qualifier, uh, the minor minor qualifier teams that I have listed here, would be Cloud9, Navi, um, maybe Space Soldiers, but they're really just coming up. They just qualified. I haven't seen much of them, so I really wouldn't put them up there at all. Um, but Cloud9, Navi, um, Liquid can do it. We know Envious can do it. Um, and that's really about it. Renegades has had some good stints, but I really, again, would not even, I don't even know if I'd put them in top 10 at the moment, uh, personally. But that is really interesting. That just popped, that kind of just popped into my head now. I really was just going to go through my list of top 10s and top 5s, but I really want to shift away from that and just think about the, how strong these top Top four teams are. I think North could be replaced, but these top four teams at the moment, FaZe, SK, 
G2 and Astralis are so strong at the moment that nobody is really able to knock them out of these positions. They're shifting around in these top four, but we're not seeing them drop below. You know, Astralis, G2 can switch around. SK sort of has been gaining on FaZe, although FaZe has been a monster recently. Um, which, you know, circling back to the um, major here, uh, the focus on the major is who's going to win it, and I really do think that's going to be FaZe. Uh, FaZe has been doing phenomenally well. I think they maybe lost a single... They definitely lost, I think, a single best of three since I remember, which is beyond ESL 1 New York 2017. So these guys, in the past... I think since the last major it was. Since the last major. So they went out in the groups in the last major. Since the last major, though, they have lost, I believe, a single best of three. These guys are insane. And I think they lost maybe seven, eight maps after that. So, <laughs> FaZe right now in their current state are amazing. They are unbeatable. Um, we saw Mouse Sports somehow, I believe it was a Mouse? I believe it was Mouse Sports somehow able to take that best of three away from them, which shocked everybody and then I think FaZe came back and just sweeped the rest of the competition but FaZe is somebody is a team who we're really not going to see knocked out easily um, so I really do think that they're going to be the number one team in the world at the moment winning the PGL major no, not the PGL major sorry the E-League major 2018 and we're going to be seeing them, I believe, going up against SK or Astralis. I do not think G2 is going to make it to the finals. They are placed number three above Astralis right now, but I really do think Astralis is going to be able to fight through and push past G2 into the um, finals. Um either them or SK. Um, I do. I really don't see G2 making it there quite yet, although they have been performing phenomenally. Uh, looking at the qualifier, though, you know, getting away from the predictions here, um, well, as I said, I'm going to go into predictions, but um, looking at the qualifier, this is really what matters right now. Uh, we know that there's teams who are probably going to win. We know who those teams are going to be, but the question is going to be who's going to advance into the major itself. So we have the offline qualifier. Those teams are Cloud9, G2, Flipside, Navi, Mouse Sports, Seed, which is X-Penta, FaZe, Vega Squadron, Space Soldiers, Liquid, Avangar, Renegades, Envious, Misfits, Quantum Blader Fire, and Tyloo. Now, something to note here is that we have two of the top five teams in the qualifier because they went out immediately in the previous major. That is G2 and FaZe, who are currently, um, looking at FaZe at least, they're currently favored to win. Which is so interesting because of just how terrible they did in the previous major they go in there everybody thought they were good they weren't going to necessarily win but they go into that major go out immediately and now <laughs> after that major they grinded they made some roster changes picking up Olaf and the Guardian and they've just been phenomenal just dominating the competition completely 
And right now, I believe that they are 100% going to win this major, unless we see some crazy upsets like we did in the previous. Um, G2, again, will make it out. Um, the ones who I do think are guaranteed to make it out of this qualifier into the major is going to be Phase G2, C9, and Envy. So those are the four that I think are solid, guaranteed, they really don't have to worry too much about making it into the major. The ones who I do not think will make it through whatsoever is going to be um, Quantum Blader Fire, Misfits, and Avangar. I really don't see these two CIS teams. They never really make it. They don't really do too well. And Misfits, they... Listen, they're okay. They're a decent NA team. But when you put them on an international stage, they fall apart. So I do not see them at all moving on to uh, do well in the major now looking at teams that i think will make it um this is going to be the eight out of 16 teams so the top 50 percent make it into the major um i do believe it's going to be phase g2 c9 nv like i said before and the ones that you think will also make it will finally be space soldiers they've been trying for so long they placed number one in, in their qualifier and they've been doing just phenomenally well so i do think they're going to make it into that top eight Navi. Now, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but if you look at their recent roster change, which was the addition of Electronic in exchange for Seized, I think they're going to be doing very well. Looking at the stats of those players, Electronic has been doing much better, and we know he's been a very dominant player, almost carrying that team uh, flip side through a lot of their matches. Um, specifically, looking at the previous major itself, Electronic did phenomenally well. Uh, so I think that is going to that addition is going to allow them to pull themselves back out of this hole that they've dug themselves into and bring them into this major. Liquid, I believe, will make it. Was I just grinding on? Um, Liquid will make it into this major, I do believe, along with Mouseports. Um, Mouseports has been doing very well. They've been beating teams such as Astralis. Um, I believe they picked up some maps on G2 North, so they have been doing very well. They have been able to get these wins and get these maps on these teams that really shouldn't be losing them whatsoever. So I do think Mouse Sports will be making it. So that, again, is Phase G2, Cloud9, NVS, Space Soldiers, Navi, Liquid, and Mouse Sports, which means that it's going to be Flipside, Seed, Vega, um... Avangar, Renegades, and Misfits, Quantum Blader, and Tyloo eliminated from the qualifier. So I do not believe they are going to be making it. Their stats aren't that good, or they just do not have enough experience where I think that they're going to be able to beat these teams, or they don't have enough stats along these teams where I can soundly say that I think they'll be able to play it in. Who knows? We could see an upset. Uh, but other big tournaments in esports, as we're going to transition in the most unnatural way possible is going to be looking at the Pyeongchang Olympics. Um, probably not something you expected to hear in a esports podcast, but yes, the Olympics are going to be bringing an Intel Extreme Masters leading up to the Olympics. So this is going to happen before the Olympics in the Olympic Stadium. Um, and it's a bit of an interesting one. We're not seeing the classics. Uh, we do see IEM uh, running StarCraft, so we do know that that's going to happen. But they've also elected to run the game steep. 
for those of you who do not know Steep, it is a sports game. It is a winter sports game specifically, and it's a single-player game with no competitive background. So it really raises a lot of questions on the why. I mean, well, the why, the business side of it is obvious. It's the officially licensed game of the Olympics, so it is really expected that we're going to be seeing that game played at an Olympic event. But is it really an eSport? We know that an eSport really isn't any competitive game that you can find. And even this game isn't competitive. It doesn't have any online features. It's single-player only. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they're going to set this up. Um, I looked for a very long time for the competitive scene around Steep. And I found that there really isn't one. There's no professional Steep players. There's no orgs that have Steep players or steep teams so it really raises the question on who is going to be playing this game who is going to be stepping up and playing steep on the main stage who's going to qualify who's going to be playing it and there's a couple theories that I was able to come up with one of them being um, hopefully the most likely and hopefully this is what it's going to be is going to be an open qualifier where players will be able to you know, qual- try to qualify online leading up to the games. But, again, looking at Steep and the state it's in, there's no multiplayer features, so it's going to be a question of how are they going to submit these scores and how are they going to be able to submit these times to IEM um, reliably. Now, if it's a single-player game and they're just trusting demo videos and, you know, recording the videos, they could somebody could easily BS that make it make it look like they had a great time show up and just be a complete shitter at the game really they could not do well they could bullshit that kind of stuff and it's really the question of how they're going to be able to do this so it's going to be interesting to see if they implement some sort of tournament features where you have these multiplayer settings or you have the ability to submit these scores in the game and the game can track it itself um, but what I'm really concerned about is how they're going to set it up on the stage. Um, this is a single-player game. I can't stop repeating that. This doesn't have... You're not going to have a bunch of people up on stage competing at once. You just can't do that with the current state of the game. It is single-player. So my question here is how are you going to set up a stage that is both entertaining and time effective you can't be having a ton of people coming out one at a time running their doing the run down a mountain on the game stepping up going away and having somebody else come on it's just not going to be entertaining it's going to take a lot of time unless they do like the last two players which is going to suck um viewer wise i mean we see it at events like ESL 1 New York, they have, they, they, ESL 1 New York 2016, I should say, they did it differently for 2017, Street Fighter, they, they, they tried to force it on the crowd by, you know, they had the finals for CSGO on the last day, Sunday, and they opened it up with, you know, before these finals take place. So it goes to semifinal CSGO play. That game finishes. There's a bit of an intermission. And then they come back and they force on the crowd the grand finals of this Street Fighter tournament they've been holding downstairs. 
So, and nobody wanted to watch that. Nobody really cared about it. Listen, I'm not saying these esports are bad esports, but if you're going to have a tournament here, you can't just randomly force another game onto a crowd. And ESL changed up a little bit uh, for 2017. They played, instead of being right in the middle of the Counter-Strike, they opened up the day with the Street Fighter um, a little bit early. They let that play through, and then they had the best of five grand final. Was it best of five? I don't know. I think it may have been best of three, I forget, honestly, but they had that grand... F- oh, no. I I, don't see, I think it was a best of five. I want to say it was a best of five. Um, but they changed it up this year. They had the Street Fighter. They went into Vigiland uh, performance, and then they brought in the grand finals. And I think that was a lot better. You know, you had the tournament. You had the musical performance. Then you had the main the main event. You didn't have main event. Then you had some other crap, and then you went back to the main event. No, you don't do that. So, it's really, I don't, I really don't want to see I um, have all this stuff go on behind closed doors and then force it on the crowd with this last, you know, just single game where everyone's like, oh, I'm here to see StarCraft, what is this crap? That's exactly what happened with ESL One New York 2016. You know, you had some of the fans of Street Fighter, but most 90 nine percent of the people who were in that arena were there for counter-strike i know i was i bought my game tickets my tickets there esl one new york 2016 counter-strike i was there for that i don't personally care for fighting games uh, as an esport i i just think they're too slow for me i i don't think they should be removed as an esport obviously uh, i respect them i know there's a lot of people who play them there's a big following that's fine they're just not for me, and they're not for most Counter-Strike players. They're two completely different games, completely different landscapes. Now, I know there are some CSGO fans who also like that, but you really can't be forcing that on the crowd, and I think that's potentially what's going to happen with Steep. And if they're really trying to break that into an eSport, that's not the way to do it. That's going to just make people angry. People aren't going to be interested. So they really have to be careful with how they're going to set this up. Now, another theory I had was potentially having the Olympic athletes playing. Now, this is something I really don't think will happen. I don't believe this is um, what is going to go down just because these athletes aren't going to have time for this. They're going to be training constantly right leading up to that event. They're going to be practicing. They're not going to have time to sit on the stage and play a video game. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, they have their sports. I'm not going to bring down esports or bring down but they have they have worked their life to get to the olympics they're not going to sit down and play a video game when they're not a professional player and they have no interest in being a professional player so that is a possibility but i highly doubt we're going to see that happen um so that is what's going on in the olympics um it's really going to be interesting to see i don't know how they're going to do it um i'm interested to see it i'm going to watch it um, I'll probably report back on it once that happens. It's a bit of a ways out. But that is the Olympics. Um, now I want to transition here. I, there's no really way to do this smoothly, so I'm just going to transition into it right now. Is the player Vasily um, from the team Newbie, um, this is an LCS player, a League of Legends player, um, has been suspended from LCS for reports of domestic abuse. And I'm not a cop, I'm not a judge, so I'm going to come out and say it. this guy's guilty of it. He did it live on his Twitch stream. He came out, he lost in a solo queue game, 
and he decided that that's a good time to beat his girlfriend. Now, this guy, um, in the clip, you can go and look it up on Twitch. I'm not going to play it, obviously, because this is an audio podcast. But this guy flips his desk, goes over, and you start to hear him beat his girlfriend. Now, we know he was beating his girlfriend because the way that he was yelling, what he was yelling, and what she was yelling at some at one point, she yells, you beat me for this, as she's screaming and crying, and he continues this for a decent amount of time. I watched a video. It's hard to watch. If you go and watch it, just just a heads up. It is hard to watch. Um, it is all over YouTube. You can find it really anywhere. And this guy has massive issues. Massive issues. If you're going to lose a solo queue game, and that's like, oh, I got to go beat my girlfriend now, there's something seriously wrong with you. And LCS and his team, Newbie, recognized that almost immediately. LCS came out. Um, was the first person to make an announcement saying, yep, that player is suspended for an, an undesignated amount of time as there's a pending investigation on it, so they do their own internal to figure out what exactly happened. And so he's he's really done in LCS. He's, that kid's done. He's done. Over. Um, looking at his team, Newbie, they came out almost immediately after the LCS thing and said, yep, his contract is terminated. He's no longer with Newbie. So he really just killed his career because he's just a piece of garbage. Um, I have zero respect. If you're uh, somebody who does that, if you beat your girlfriend, if you beat anybody, unless you're in self-defense and that guy tried to kick the shit out of you, you better not be fucking laying your hands on somebody. It is the most childish thing to do is to beat somebody. Do anything like that. Any sort of domestic violence, any sort of unwarranted violence is the stupidest thing, most childish thing you can do. And I really have zero respect for him. I have zero respect for anybody who did that. And I'm very glad that his career is done. I cannot wait for him to be sitting behind a counter at McDonald's serving burgers because he decided to beat his girlfriend. It's simple as that. And I don't even know if he's going to be able to do that because um, supposedly... Um, I wasn't able to find this clip. The link that I was able to find on Reddit brought me to some Chinese website that um, didn't allow me to go through. I couldn't get into it. The link was a dead end, really. Um, Supposedly, he was arrested on his live stream. Um, Again, I couldn't find the clip of this, so this is supposedly, according to a couple Reddit threads, and he was taken in for the beating. So if that is true, this kid's career is 100% done. Um, probably going to end up in jail. And this guy, I mean, I don't know how Chinese law works, but this guy's done. He is 100% done. Um, Not really much more to talk about on that. Uh, The thing I wanted to end on, and I really hate to end on it here, I was debating on leaving it in or out. Um, It's a bit of a sad news. Um, For those of you who haven't heard, um, the Internet Hulk, Dennis Haoka, was, I believe, a coach... Yeah, the head coach for Team Liquid's Overwatch team has passed away. Um, From what we know, it was complications with tonsillitis, and um, there's really not much known by the community. Um, I didn't know him personally, obviously. I'm not in that scene, but uh, thoughts and prayers are obviously with the family and anybody who knew him at this time. Uh, Really, really sad to hear. Uh, Big loss for the community. Um, guys, that is going to be the end of the podcast, though. If you did enjoy it, make sure you 
check out our website, GameManiacEsports.com. And again, I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, if you want to be notified instantly when we release a new podcast, you can make sure to subscribe on Google Play and iTunes. If you want to get this podcast 24 hours before everybody else, you can head over to twitch.tv slash critter. There is a button on the cards down below the stream with a Patreon logo. If you go over there and you subscribe for $5 a month, you will be able to have early access to the podcast. That's 24-hour early access. Guys, thank you very much for watching. My name has been Brennan Critter Wright. I will see you guys on the next episode.